on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Podcasting from the Brett Cave in San Jose, somewhere. Uh, normally, we podcast from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104, in Santa Clara, California. Uh, and normally, you could find us on Wednesday evenings, uh, sometime after 7, uh, there at the comic shop. But tonight, we have to go from the Brett Cave, because it's a Friday night, and our schedule's all screwed up because of other commitments. So, uh, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, running this whole shebang. <laughs> shebang? It's a shebang. Another uh, interesting journey into untested, uh, well, partially tested technology. We're back on Talk Show, and I'm Rick Brett Snyder, uh, podcast producer and engineer. Slowly descending into a grape-induced drunken stupor. Hello? Oh, hello. I'm I'm hearing uh, lots of background noise from somebody there. <coughs> yeah, that's me. And who's that? Mario. Mario! Hey, Mario! It's Mario Anima, ladies and gentlemen, our, our lost <laughs> correspondent in more meanings than one. Uh, tonight, you are calling in to us from Austin, Texas, are you not? Yes, I am, actually. Are you calling on a line from Dustin Parker? Uh, no. I'm calling on my cell phone. Okay. Well, awesome. So we'll just start with you, man. You are you are right now, uh, why are you in Austin? Tell everybody we're actually, you, through you we have almost hip credentials. Yeah, no, I'm here for South by Southwest Interactive. Mm-hmm. And... Just kind of checking out the conference. Uh, flew in yesterday or earlier today, uh-huh. and uh, I'm extremely, extremely tired. <laughs> well, of course, of course, but you've still been kind enough to call in and participate in tonight's special podcast. You've been in up the, in the air. I oh, have been up in the air. Rick, did you have to? You did. Oh, I did have to. I did have to. Yeah. Ouch. Okay, well, so far, now you've only you've only been in Austin for a day. What's been the coolest thing you've discovered at, at South by Southwest? Well, you know, I would lie to you if I said it was a panel. I'd lie to you if I said it was a party. The coolest thing that I've discovered in Austin today is a big pile of meat that I uh, consumed right after I got off the plane at a place called Ironworks. It's amazing. Oh, it was succulent. There was pork brisket. There was lynx sausage. It was amazing. This is married man porn right now. <laughs> it meat, really is. A big platter of meat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go slowly. Describe it <laughs> bite by bite. In hush wow. tones. Wow. <laughs> yes. Did it drip? Oh, yes. my gosh. Okay. So that was the best thing. So you've been to a, have, have you been to a panel. What, what panel did you attend today? Yeah, so... 
so the first thing I hit was a, a panel that they usually kick off every year with uh, called Battle Decks. And basically, it's a um, it's basically like a really effed up challenge where they pre-create a series of presentation decks. Um, yeah, these are PowerPoint presentations. And they try to come up with the most absurd slides you could ever imagine. This is and PowerPoint karaoke. <laughs> exactly. Um, and basically, the contestants have no idea what they're going to get when, uh, when they go to present the deck. Now, the thing that makes battle decks, specifically battle decks, is that you have to keep a cogent narrative throughout the entire uh, presentation. And you also have to try to name drop as many buzzwords as possible. Um, the more relevant, the better. And if you can specifically reference trends by quarter of the last year, then you get increased point scores. So um, it, it, it's hilarious. It's absolutely insane. Every meme from the last year shows up in some way or form. Uh, and basically, it's just it's a test of wit, really, is what it is. And, and, and so uh, my question here is actually addressed to the man uh, just two feet away from me. Why are you not there, Rick? This seems like it's totally up your alley. Oh, it, would, it would be. I, I, it's just a matter of where where I am in my life and my schedule and work and all that right now. Oh, all right. Well, we got to hurry this up because the old man's got to go to bed then. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I said nothing about age. <laughs> I did. Uh, I'll out party you any day, Macaw. <laughs> that's true. That's true. There you go. Um, South by so, Southwest 2011. Yeah. Okay. So, for, well, you know, we did get invited to, you know, say if we could fly ourselves out, we'd get we'd get press passes, but uh, only you were able to go for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I realize we went into this and we've got this battle decks, and it sounds like a total nerd fest right now. Um, it is so, absolutely. But South by Southwest is supposedly, you know, it has a reputation of being hip. So, could you explain to our casual listener just what this event is overall and and why they should care? Well, here's the deal. South by Southwest has really turned into the nexus of uh, film, interactive media, and music. It started off primarily being a music festival. A lot of bands would uh, come out here and play in very small venues, and um, a lot of the very cool, hip bands were discovered playing in very small venues at South by Southwest, and they were eventually signed and turned into, you know, the big acts that you are now listening to. Um, as time wore on, uh, that trend has, has changed. Uh, less bands are actually signed here now. But the festival expanded to include a film festival, and it also includes uh, an interactive media festival. So, uh, you know, basically nerds from all three touch points come together at once in the small city of Austin, Texas, and they eat, they drink, they party, they geek out about their various different niche interests, uh, and uh, there's just really something here for everybody. Like, I went to a uh, panel earlier today that was um, all about geolocation and the future of social networking. Uh, that may not appeal to somebody that's interested in the latest trends of digital filmmaking, but there's a panel for everyone. So um, it's, it's very cool. Uh, there's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. Uh, then basically during the day you nerd it up, and then in the evening you hit the streets and uh, eat really great food and drink really great wine and uh, go to different bars and parties. So well, no, this would be 6th uh, Street that you're on, the, the big music uh, venue? Yes, 
Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's the Alamo Draft House, which uh, is legendary amongst the film crowd. Right. Um, well, you know, Ain't It Cool News runs out of office. There you go. And uh, so there we go. There's a, there's a so big... you got Harry Knowles tromping around and a bunch of other guys. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it, it's... Have you seen cool... Harry? No, I haven't. So I, I, Derek, have been wearing my ultra geek nerd uh, online professional hat and haven't been able to indulge my film geek nerd uh, okay. as much. But um, I do have to say, I am uh, rapidly tracking down uh, Micah from Graphically, uh, who oh, yeah. are probably familiar with. Um, I wrote up a, a quick review of the Graphically Air app uh, a while ago, and they're on the verge of releasing an iPhone app, and uh, mm-hmm. the two of us have been exchanging uh, tweets, as it were, uh, trying to get a hold of each other. So we will try Sounds to make that ribbled. happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll try to make that happen and see if we can't get a, an exclusive uh, look at the iPhone app. Uh, that would be that would be awesome, Mario. And yeah. if you do see uh, Harry Knowles, I'd like you to get in touch with your Native American roots, and I'd like you to be able to run up behind him, tap him on the on the uh, head, and then you let's like counting coup, and. Uh, <laughs> And then run away? And then run away, yes. yes. Okay. That yes. will show yes. your courage as, a, as, a, and as an online to, warrior. He's supposed to chase Mario in a similar fashion, right? Uh, yes. I don't know if he I can. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could take him in a foot race. But, uh, <laughs> and if no anyone's actually to, seen photographs no of any of us? Harry, no discredit to Harry Knowles, but uh, I, I am not very light on my feet, but I believe I would be lighter on my feet. Yes. So, there you go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> if you think, and if you see Quentin Tarantino, do the same thing. Cause, but you have to of come course. up from behind or he'll cut you. But the difference is, is that I'll probably I'll, I'll perform the act, and then I'll turn back around and completely geek out and want to talk to him for a while. That's right. I've been, I've been to a convention with you. Yes, there would be a huge geek out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, are, are you calling from a party now? We have so many other, other voices no. you're hearing. Um, so I am in a place called uh, Cork & Co., it's a wine bar, and I will tell you, as noisy as it probably is right now, and my throat is a little, uh, a little messed up. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well right now, and so no, you sound fine. Through. You sound just fine. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my, my voice is a little, uh, a little gone. Um, so maybe it's the virtue of the phone. But uh, I decided to choose this wine bar because it's uh, the quietest spot in Austin right now. So as noisy as it may be, this is actually the quietest that you will. Well, that's all right. So, so. Hey, what do you have? Ahead, you know, how many days are you going to be in this at this event? So I will be there through Wednesday. I fly okay. back on uh, Thursday morning. So. Okay. Uh, what highlights do you have coming up that you know you're already uh, planning? You, you can't miss. Either. What are you looking forward to? So uh, there are several things actually. So there's a uh, interactive panel with Devo. Um, the guys are going to get together and discuss uh, interactive media and Did you say what they're Devo? Be working on. Devo, yes. Uh, we are Devo. We are Devo. Yeah. Oh uh, my so God. Mark they, uh, is terrific. I know. This is that's my favorite band of all time. So yeah. Uh, so so here's here's the deal. They are um, insistent that uh, de-evolution is occurring right in front of our very faces and want to draw the uh, the correlation between uh, their their original ideas behind de-evolution and uh, what they're calling the digital de-evolution. So well, you you know uh, there there is actually more evidence. Indisputable evidence for de-evolution than e- evolution. Yeah, it's Thank true. You. 
Yeah. Yeah. And most of us so people there's who there's don't believe in evolution in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there's that. Um, that sounds like it'll be very cool. There's also a, uh, a quaint conversation with about 1,500 people or so with uh, Michel Gondry. So I'm oh, cool. So that as well. Um, and I'm very thankful for the people at uh, South by Southwest this year. They have made the Michel Gondry uh, conversation a both a film and an interactive event. And since I could only convince the powers that be to get me an interactive badge, uh, I am very, very grateful for South by Southwest to make that an interactive uh, an interactive uh, event. So, so then you might be cool. able to send us some good inside stuff about uh, Green Hornet. Yes, exactly. So um, okay. I'll keep my ear to the ground on that one and uh, shoot you some recon as it comes up. Um, and there are there are very other th- there are a few other things. There's a really really compelling panel on uh, HTML5, which I'm sure Derek is just chomping at the bit to hear the details about. Um, I want also... you to just take care of it for me and explain how to. D- yeah. Yes, <laughs> Everything exactly. all will be well, Derek. Oh, thank yes. you, Blue Lantern. Thank you, Saint Brett Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we also have uh, a couple of other community related panels. I'm going to go to a. Uh, a troll bashing panel, which sounds like it'll be kind of interesting, and then a quaint. Did you actually capture some in the wild and bring them back for a bashing? Yes, it's it's a it's a community manager ritual. You know, every year we collect our our clutch and bring them to South by Southwest to uh, publicly humiliate. And well, it's uh, Chris Garcia. It's very nice. Okay. Yes. <laughs> different and kind then, of troll. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, different troll. Yes. 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 And then uh, after that, we also have uh, a pretty interesting conversation about whether or not uh, anonymity is um, uh, the cause or the root of all the problems on the Internet. So uh, it should be kind of interesting. They're going to have one of the guys from 4chan there and uh, a whole panel of people that believe anonymity should not be um, allowed online. And then uh, I actually have a friend who's on that panel as well who is going to surprisingly uh, argue the counterpoint. So, uh, you know, again, this is a geek fest, so you have to sort of be into this stuff to... Well, I want to tell you right now, I I don't know about podcast future, but I I definitely want to, like, grab dinner with you and have you tell me about that. Um, You know, uh, that's pretty intriguing stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, but I do want to give you uh, a, a quick update on a theory that I have, if we have time for a quick lost tidbit. Definitely. Um, I was I was trying to figure out how we were going to transition. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know what? I go for the blunt sledgehammer approach. So uh, fantastic. No we'll be the wall to your blunt blunt <laughs> sledgehammer. Oh, break me down, Mario. Break me down. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I don't know, um, Derek. Give me a give me a touch point here. How caught up are you on that? <laughs> Don't you I just worry. Like, I just I just love hearing where you're actually at. So. Oh no, no further than the last time we spoke. By, uh, the, by the time he <laughs> catches up to what you're going to talk about, he'll have forgotten well most this of his is, life. This is very true. But, yeah. but Rick, you, for the record, are caught up and, entirely. Uh, okay. So okay. Great. Go ahead. So so take a take a step back a couple of episodes to um to the uh, big reveal. Uh, that Sawyer came across when he and Jacob, ha- uh, or excuse me, not Jacob, the man in black, who I like to refer to as Faux Lock, uh, when he and Faux Lock both had this sort of interaction, uh, Faux Lock takes him to Jacob's cave. And inside Jacob's cave, Sawyer finds the names of hundreds of people scrawled on top of the cave wall. And 
the candidates. Every every single name has a number correlated to it, right? And uh, and they uh-huh. are scratched out, right? Right. So, so inside the cave, we we get a glimpse of uh, our major players um, and the numbers that we are familiar with, right? Right. To this point in the series, what right. we don't get in that scene is uh, a glimpse of where Kate falls on the spectrum because Kate is not included in that, uh, in that number count. And uh, the numbers, actually, if you were to total up the lost numbers, they equal 108. So 108 has become sort of a significantly loaded uh, number in the lost mythology. And the big question that sort of arose, right, uh, you know, within the fan community right now is whether or not Kate is actually 108. So popular consensus right now is that she is. However, I would like to throw out uh, a counterpoint to be considered. Uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Way back in season two, when they introduced Ben, Linus, he specifically was operating off of a list that was given to him by Jacob. It's assumably coming from Richard Alpert via Jacob, but uh, you can tie it back to Jacob. Right. And on his list, Kate's name does not get included. And he tells her at one point that she is not important to him, that he has no interest in her whatsoever. And I believe part of the reason why she, he says this is because she's not on Jacob's list. So, flash forward, the big question around 108, is she really 108? I don't think so. My theory is this. The producers have gone on record stating that there's some very significant moments in the original pilot that will sort of justify all the false claims of, you know, they're making this stuff up as they go along, they didn't know where it was going, they sort of wrote it on the fly, yada, yada. They have loaded things in the first episode, the pilot, um, that are supposed to sort of vindicate them, uh, or not vindicate, but like justify like all of this sort of uh, labyrinthine, uh, you know, journey that we've gone on. And a lot of people think that the primary thing is Adam and Eve, which they've attested as part of the big uh, reveal. But I actually think that one of the big clues is staring us right in front of our faces. And I think it involves the title of the original episode, which is Pilot. Every single episode of the series has a significant name. Whether right. it be a, um, like a, a, a metaphor for something or a reference to a book or some sort of metaphor uh, involving the characters and the way the story arcs play out over time. But everything ties back to the narrative, with the exception of Pilot. Or does it? The first person that gets killed in the plane on the island is the pilot. I saw and that. We'll- yeah. And Derek, hey, Derek can contribute now. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> and in season four, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's season four or season five, they introduce Frank Lapidus. Right. Frank Lapidus, I knew. I, I was going right for Frank. Yeah. Yep. And he was the pilot that was originally supposed to pilot Flight 815. Right. Um, He's, he repeated crashed. that in the last episode. Exactly. So he did not make it on the plane. And the plane went down. And the first person that gets killed by Smokey on the island is the pilot. Now, pause right there and start think about, thinking about some of the uh, 
some of the other titles that have been used. The substitute. There's a lot of like sort of proxyisms that are being like used. People replacing other people or substituting in for other people. Right. I believe that the smoke monster thinks he has killed one of the candidates when Frank Lapidus is actually 108. And he's on the island, unbeknownst to the smoke bomb. And I actually believe that he is the one that will replace Jacob. To take it a step further, I actually think that it was Frank Lapidus in some sort of incarnation that Locke originally saw in the cabin when he and Ben visited the cabin and he saw that flash of a... We saw that little flash. And I've been yeah. trying... I, I, don't, I haven't gone back to try and see that on the DVDs. You're just reminding me of that. Yeah. If you go, I want to think that one of those might have been Claire now. Uh, maybe. But here's something that that, uh, that Derek might be able to contribute. What is, I keep forgetting, is, is it Frank, I can't remember his name. What is the name of the actor that plays the pilot? He was in uh, a lot of those movies. In the, uh, he was in Lawnmower Man. He was in, uh, I, I think, a movie called Body Parts where he... Uh, it was like a, a, a movie where he lost his eyes or something and they replaced them and then he ends up having like homicidal tendencies. He, he, was, a, he was a character actor in like the late 80s, early 90s. Not the good so looking, Je- not Jeff Fahey, the actual lawnmower man? Well, Jeff oh, Fahey no, no. played Frank Lapidus. Jeff Fahey, that's who it was. So Jeff yes. Fahey plays Lapidus. And if you go back to that scene in, the, in Jacob's cabin, when Ben and Locke are sort of having that little interaction, there's a flash of a figure, and if you pause on a freeze frame of that figure, it looks like Jeff Fahey in a beard. Really? So, yeah. So, this is my theory. I completely cooked this up. This is not something I've read anywhere else. I'm going to go on the record right now that as of today, this is what I believe is happening. I don't know if it'll change over the course of the next few episodes, but I think there's something there. It definitely okay. feels like there's at least a thread point involving the pilot uh, and Frank Lapidus's sort of actions on the island. Like, I believe Mar- uh, Miles is there for a, ser- a, a legitimate reason. Um, you know, his power and the fact that we know that his power is real uh, is there for a very specific purpose to allow us to maybe hear from Jacob via Miles or hear from other dead people on the island via Miles. So he actually has a reason or a purpose for being on the island. The person we don't understand why he's there yet is... He's there to get the diamonds. I'm sorry, what? He's there to get the diamonds. (coughs) Yes. That was a great toss-off line in the last episode that uh, called back to that. Well, and and he ended up getting them, too. So it's kind of Did he get them? Uh, Miles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the end of the last episode, he's sitting on the beach looking at the diamonds. Okay. Yeah. I must have turned away at that point. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's my theory for loss right now. I am uh, so, so looking forward to seeing this in the retirement home. That is... Yes, yeah. yes. We'll come visit you, Derek. Um, <laughs> that That's such a... Uh, that is as solid a a uh, walkthrough of any theory as I've I've heard. I think you... Uh, I, I think you've got little, something there. I, I'm, I'm a little shocked here because most of the theories usually have kind of a... Well, maybe, or you know, make this leap of faith with me. You know, maybe this is what's going on. But but this actually feels like it's connected. 
Well, like I, I give you, I there. give you also the fact that the writers decided that last episode they had to have Frank repeat the, that uh, comment. Exactly. So you know they're setting certain things in motion. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But uh, that's where I'm at right now with Lost. So cool. There you go. All right. Well, I feel I feel lost, refreshed. <laughs> I just feel lost, but that's okay. There you go. Lost, lost. And I'll be, I will call out Lon on this podcast right now. I was really bummed that he couldn't join in because I know that he is a, a lost fan or a lost a file, if you will. Um, and he's he's been kind of lost, bummed out a little bit lately. But uh, and and this is you know yeah it's well, it, it, I, I it's Friday night and Lon is yeah, he's young yeah. and single so this you know this is true this is true well well here's the thing I hope that this theory either has him call bullshit and I'd love to hear him counter that, or I hope it invigorates them and he gets into it. Uh, he may just call bullshit and not give you anything. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, he might. He may sit in the center of the ring like a Korean boxer and just... (laughs) Vaughn, I want to hear your thoughts. There you go. He's calling him out on the the radio. There you go. Live from Austin. We'll sell tickets. That'll be awesome. So you holding on there, Mario? You, I heard a couple of uh, coughing, choking up a little blood, perhaps? Yeah, you or? know, I'm, I'm fighting something. Uh, I, I'm holding out. I'm probably going to have to jump off and go finish this glass of wine and decide whether or not I'm going to go sleep or, you know, party through the night. So we'll see what happens. Well, why don't you hold on for a little bit, at least listen, too, because I, I think we've got another, another um, guest who I wanted to jump on and uh, say hi. Are oh, you there? Okay. Hey guys. Identify Hello? yourself. Hi, this is Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie Rodriguez calling from, from Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. I like this format. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Yeah, we have people all over the world. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so I, I really think this is uh you know, fancy loud wine bar ambiance. This is definitely something we should revisit for the podcast. Well I've been trying I've been trying, this is the second one we've actually done. Oh. And I've been trying to get get us to do this when we've we've not been able to get together during the week. So well, you know, we've tried this ambiance before. What happened, Mario, was actually the owner of Elusive just showed up drunk. So that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> an entirely different type of wine bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I am uh, very coherent for having uh, been in a wine bar for the last half hour. So. Well, you've been talking about loss, and I know that just sobered you, yeah. you right up. Yes. So. Uh, Stephanie, any particular geek topic for you tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Just... Rick told me I'm a surprise, so I jumped out of the box to surprise you. I, 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 said, I, said I asked her to join us tonight yeah. without letting you know. Jumped anything. out of a box? Yeah, I said, I said, we'll bring you out just as a surprise. Uh, you know, I, I spent a couple hours playing Arkham Asylum today, and, you know, so it's like the chattering Joker teeth. And the oh, okay. Little, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she's she's not crushed by that statement at all. I know, no, she's not. <laughs> Stephanie, we understand you had a recent uh, rigging related uh, problem. Well, that was that was a while back. Uh, a ri- oh, we were talking about that. that I, oh my goodness! So yes, um, during my lighting lab design class, I actually burned my arm on one of the lighting instruments. Oh no! Yes. Oh no, it wasn't so bad. I got the light focus, so that was okay. <laughs> Boldly striding through, <laughs> folks. Yes. Wow. Despite pain, that's our girl. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the fanboy planet lighting designer right there. Yes, <laughs> and it was actually the, the last oldest. day of classes uh, today. 
So I'm free. Yay. Yes. So wait, that means you you have, uh, by the time we actually come back to a regular Wednesday night schedule, Stephanie might actually be able to join us for the WonderCon preview. Oh, it's already here? It almost is. It almost is. WonderCon is April 2nd through 4th, and we're going to at least be able to do one show and have a couple of local artists come in uh, and talk to us. So that's for people to to mark on their calendars because we, uh, we've we got some local guys that want to talk about their, their booths up at WonderCon. So, uh, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. Well, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Lon. Uh, maybe Lon. Maybe Lon will be able to join us. But maybe Mario will be able to join us. We'll be back in town as well. And uh, yeah, if we, if we can, if we can pull that off, I definitely. We're trying will. to do that. You know, uh, I, I just got to say because you weren't able to join us last Saturday, Mario. But I really enjoyed our date last week. Yes, that was great. <laughs> you should do that more often. <laughs> so anyway, we geeked out. It was. Um, it was. Let me paint the picture for you. It was me, Derek, Johnny Depp. And two slices of pizza. It was beautiful. It was a oh. thing of beauty. And it was oh. out for roughage because we're older. There was but. there was just a little bit of Lady and the Tramp in there. It was it was wonderful. I I, I nosed a piece of pepperoni over onto your plate. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, um, speaking of, we, we actually we went to see Alice in Wonderland, and I should note that if you haven't checked out the website, uh, whether you like the movie or not, we've got really cool looking um, sport caps. Uh, to give away. So I've got five uh, different caps uh, based on Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland uh, there on the website. So check out www.fanboyplanet.com. Answer a couple of trivia questions, including right now, if you can tell me why a raven is like a writing desk, you have a good shot at winning a cap. Are you are you accepting all the classic answers to that, or you want new ones? Uh, I've gotten I've gotten both actually. I had uh, I posted it within within 30 minutes. I had four different answers, and at least one I had not heard of before. Okay, good, so that's good. you know, yeah, it's still a random. Thing, you know. So anyway, we get to and put for that the record, Fanboy Planet staff is excluded. Correct. Fanboy Planet staff is excluded. I'm sorry. So I'm, I was a little disappointed you didn't specifically call me out as not Big uh, Rich Schneider. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, no, no, yeah. that's okay because uh, this person that I know, his name is Wario, will probably be answering. Wario, Wario. Wario. Hey, you know what? I'm familiar with the Nintendo thing. I get that's you. This is the evil, the evil Mario. All right. Yes. Yes. We've been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers Brawl at my home, and there's a lot of oh, on there. Love it. So, uh, so yeah, we, we're going to talk some comics. Are you are you up for that? You know what? I would love to. Unfortunately, I'm going to probably have to go because you got to go uh, get drunk. I understand. Yeah, you know, um, it's I, medicinal I'm alcohol. With a friend and. He's been oh. polite enough to sit here quietly while I geek out on Lost and explain South by Southwest to everybody. So okay, um, all right, man. We're gonna go ahead and head out. But thanks, guys. Uh, Have a great time making me envious. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, you know, I'll be tweeting and stuff. So Rick, if you see anything that uh, you want uh, to get an answer to or anything like that, let me know. Just I'll ping you. Great. <laughs> all right. Take care, guys. <laughs> Talk to you later, Mario. Bye. Safe travels. Such great geek Bye. speak. I'm gonna. I, I'm actually. I'm gonna want everyone to know right now. I've got to. I have to click a button, and in in true lost fashion, if I click this button, either things will get better or get horribly, horribly worse. Oh but, my god! Um, and if 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 things get worse, 
uh, just try and reconnect, and we'll we'll be back on the air. But at the moment, I'm going to click the button right now. What's going to happen? And I think we're just fine. Yeah, I, <laughs> what did okay. you do? No, I think we're There's fine. There's a smoke monster coming towards I don't really understand. That's the only lost reference I can make. Is that a polar bear? No. No polar bear. But it is a Spanish language copy of The Flash. What? what okay. Wasn't there a Spanish language copy of The Flash in the first episode? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I actually watched that that the first I watched pilot like way back when in the first season so I was almost timely and then I just ran out of time. So um okay. Um and speaking of things that aren't timely, we're going to talk comics and this week um Marvel released and and Stephanie try to keep up. Uh I don't know if you were reading this. I am so behind. Stephanie, have you been able to make it to a comic store lately? You last we spoke you were having trouble with uh, city transit and uh just the um, general I danger actually... of getting <laughs> No, I actually succeeded using the bus this time, and um, but that was like right in the beginning of the quarter back in January, and I visited Meltdown Comics in like downtown LA-ish area and Heidi Ho in Santa Monica, I believe. Yeah. Two very yeah. famous comic shops. Meltdown's uh, huge. Meltdown is huge. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, a lot of great so action huge. things going on there. It's kind of like home base for Boom Studios as well. Um, and Heidi Ho is just a really cool little one. So you haven't gotten new comics since the beginning of the quarter? No. Oh my <laughs> my I, I, parents have been picking them up for me back home. Now that is support. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. like the opposite of what happens to everybody else. I went away to college and my mom <laughs> threw away. I'm like, I went away to college oh, no. and my mom started collecting comic books for me. That yeah, just didn't they, happen. They're even it's a bizarre new generation. It. We broke ground for you and oh, your people. Man. Oh. I don't even have to pay for mine. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just choked. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, okay, so this week, maybe in your... So I, I like to, I'm going to start calling out. We'd like to welcome Tim Fisher to the audience who's just joined us. Tim Fisher? Who's Tim Fisher? I don't know, I, 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 but he's on our audience, and so I want to say thank you. Well, all right. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. Speaking of, you know who I heard from? I, I, I was going to talk comics, but I heard from on Twitter. Who? Little Robbie Wager. Wow. From Canada. Wow. Following us on Twitter now. So I wondered what happened to him. So I just, so Are we saying it. anything on Twitter now? Uh, I, I, I've got a link to our Facebook account, so anytime I post something, I oh, okay. it, it, it okay, good. tweets. So, <laughs> so that's what's been going on. Um, so anyway, we welcome Rob Wager back to the fold. We don't know what happened to him. I'm waiting for a communication. I'm sure there's a story. But yeah, I'm sure, but we just care about all our fans uh, as they grow one by one. Uh, so uh, this week, uh, the 12 came back, which was uh, was like my, my favorite series of how long ago, Rick? Like a... Was it last year's? Oh, I think I had more hair back then. Do you recall the 12, Stephanie? Were you reading the 12? Yes, I was. That was so long ago. Yeah, J. Michael Straczynski (laughs) and Chris Weston in a fantastic... I mean, the thing is, realize how old it is, is that it started in the middle of Marvel's Civil War event, and we are now on to... We've gone through uh, post-Civil War, we've done the, the Secret Invasion, we've done the Dark Reign, we're in the middle of the Siege, and... The twelve still has to have issue number nine <laughs> come out, so uh, we'll see. But they promise. Uh, what actually came out this week was a prequel uh, written and drawn by Chris Weston, who is one of the best um, artists I think working in comics. Um, 
talking, uh, explaining how the Twelve, actual, the group that would become known as the Twelve, actually kind of stood in relation to the invaders and the more popular, or and by more popular I mean the characters Marvel remembered they'd had before the <laughs> Twelve was formed. Uh, Did Loki get them together? Uh, no, no, no. It actually is done from the point of view of the Phantom Reporter, who I didn't realize this, only had one actual so-called Golden Age story. You know, like, even then, nobody wanted to read the Phantom Reporter. Um, and so he's... In, oh, it's a superpower. He so it's an early... Really fast. Well, it's an early embed thing. He's a, a hired by the USO to uh, to write reports about the super... It's really a touching uh, narrative about how the... He says the real here. You know, the real superheroes are the, the grunts. Nick Fury makes an appearance, Sergeant Fury. Uh, and he's just lost his eye. And, and so they, they have that, the Howling Commandos... Wait a minute, he didn't lose his eye until after he was back stateside. No, no, he lost his no, eye. No, he had an injury to his eye. He oh, had a patch well, it's, for a while. Patch, it's patch. And then he came back because in the first, his first adventures with S.H.I.E.L.D., he has both eyes. He loses his eyes later, his his uh, eye later. There's a, I don't think that's true. No, I'm pretty sure that's oh, true. Let's uh, here in the record, there must be an Origins of Marvel Comics flying around somewhere, uh-huh. or a Son of Origins, where there would be that first S.H.I.E.L.D. story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember being double up. Okay, because I, I have I had the issue. I probably still have the issue uh, when he got the eye inner injury in World War II. Okay, and he has the bandage for well. A while, he has the bandage in the story, and the doctor says uh, we'll be able to take the bandage off for a little while, but you'll eventually lose the use of that eye. Point is. He's got the bandage in the story. Well, you didn't like the little divergence. I well, yeah, it reminded me of Lon, except that you actually were on topic. Uh, so, <laughs> Lon, come back. Um, <laughs> a strange cry for I know chaos. Uh, it's it, it's it's been a long week, and I'm tired, uh, and I'm so delirious. I want Lon back. Uh, I do, I do. It's two two podcasts in a row without him. But anyway, uh, it's really kind of a tribute to the fighting men. And now I used to say fighting women, but how that basically, you know, in wartime the superheroes get all the glory, but it's really the war is won and the war is fought still by ordinary people, the so-called ordinary Joes, if you will. And uh, so the fan reporter is mar- marking that, and then he tries to get himself into a um, a mission from the for the invaders, and Captain America tries to beat him up, thinking he's, wow, thinking he's like oh. some like foreign agent, you know, or oh, something. Yeah. And uh, they're going, no, 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 we we know him. He's the Phantom Reporter. Then playing on the idea that nobody knows who the Phantom Reporter is. So he gets most of the twelve in, and it all takes place. It's kind of like the gathering before the events of the first issue of the twelve. And in the back, they promise that next month we'll get issue number nine. I'm very uh, anxious. I want it all to be done so I can get a really nice hardback copy. Uh, that hopefully Amazon will have a coding glitch. Uh, did, were you aware of that one this week? No. Uh, oh. Rick, t- Stephanie, did you uh, t- get to take advantage of the Amazon coding glitch? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, Amazon, <laughs> and now apparently uh, now they're like like not selling any graphic novels at all while they're trying to solve this. Uh, sometime uh-huh. after midnight last Saturday night, almost all of the Marvel Omnibus hardback editions. Oh, tell me. Went on sale for eight dollars and ninety seven cents. <laughs> wow. We're talking seventy five dollar books, and I'm gonna say I was a coward. I thought, no, I've got this Amazon gift card, but I You didn't pull the trigger? I didn't pull the trigger because apparently wow. terrifically no, gracious appar- return policy. No, apparently what happened was it was a coding error. 
but people went to town hog wild for like 10 hours while Amazon mm -hmm. was not aware of this thing. And, and most of the stuff has not shipped. And they've been given, uh, people have gotten emails saying they're not going to honor, uh, they're saying they're sold out. <laughs> uh, but it, this is great customer service. What is everyone you know, freely admitting, this was a glitch, this was an error, and Amazon is still sending many, many of the people that ordered stuff a $25 credit. Well, okay, you talk about amazing customer service yeah. for what? Because nobody ordered that thinking, "Wow, this is really a fire sale." They went, "Better catch this before Amazon <laughs> does and hope they ship it." I mean, it was like we were all greedy, except me. I was a coward. Um, yeah, because it was like I I woke up it's a like, greedy coward. I'm, greedy. I'm, I'm, I'm like Daffy Duck. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a craven. I'm a greedy little coward. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, because I was gonna get the uh, I was gonna get the first X Men like the issues one through thirty two omnibus the Kirby and the one that's out on the shelf out there maybe not the not the astonishing one the actual original the black and yellow team the original five first class if you will the Stan Lee written stuff right oh you've got that yeah. okay For how much did you pay I don't know more than eight ninety seven yeah a little bit damn it okay. <laughs> <laughs> All those planetary things, those planetary absolutes are $47 each. $47 for the planetary absolute, two volumes? Two volumes. One to have a complete. So it's like for like, under $100 you get two That volumes. was an update from last week's yeah. uh, podcast, and I would have to say that is a bargain. Yeah, and on top of that, uh, not that we're being sponsored by – well, we're not in Elusive tonight, so it's kind of like we're out playing the, playing the field. Tonight. Oh, we're seeing other comics. We're seeing other – well, we're seeing other vendors, but uh, Amazon – Well, we mentioned Meltdown and Heidi Ho. Go ahead. When you <laughs> – wow. Uh, those sound like great bars. Uh, when they you, do. When Let's you give a shout-out to Earth 2 just for the heck of it because they're friends too. Anyway, go ahead. When you, when you pre-order, uh, if it goes lower – then the pre-order price, they give you the lowest price they have ever had it at. Amazon does? Amazon does. The, come on, eight ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. Come on, eight ninety seven. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, when uh, when the Stephen King book, um, Under the Dome, Under the Dome, when I pre-ordered that, and then they got in a price war with Walmart. Yeah, I remember that. And the price got down to nine ninety nine or something like that. So I actually I got it for that price. It was like, wow, wow. Cool. Anyway, cool. So, um, all right. So I'm going to go to another Marvel book, Powers, and they, uh, um, and you, Rick. It's, hard, it's weird for me to hear you say another Marvel book and it's Powers because that was that was uh, originally from Oni, I think. Yeah. Now all all the all the books I've got, I've only read it in the trades, and those were Image. Yeah. Oh, Image collected, and it yeah. may have been an Image book, and uh, and it's part of the Marvel Icon imprint. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're only reading it in trade. So yeah. are, are you still actively Reading powers or uh, trying to catch up on. I've powers? got I've got two on the shelf that I haven't read, and I'm probably up to like the fourth volume. Which I think it's uh, though it's been very quiet about it. I think is TNT is developing a powers uh, television series. I think we've reported on that before. Yeah, I think uh, and uh, so it was uh, recently relaunched. And and the reason I thought it was it was worth mentioning, uh, it was a good issue. Uh, powers number three came out this week, but uh, or the second volume of Powers number three. Um, but I, I'd had a, I heard a criticism from someone this week. Uh, as I'm in a cast, uh, uh, cast in a theater production, full of geeks, and we were talking, and they saw, oh, there's powers, and they saw the bag saying, "Free comic book day." So remember that first Saturday in May, free comic book day coming. Go to Elusive. Um, that uh, where is Elusive? 
2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara. It's like, oh my God, it's like a compulsion. You right, ask me and I have right to say next it. to Juicy Burger or down the street. Hana, mm-hmm. Hana, Q, Hana Barbecue Juicy Burger and it changed right. its name. So that was, yeah. which uh, Rick and I ate at last week. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, this criticism is that Powers kind of got away from what he thought the, sh- the book was supposed to be about. And I think that they um, kind of like have brought it back to sort of a, uh, like the original feel of it, you know, um, because I don't know how far you are, Rick, in the in the in the Power Saga, but the character of Walker, the big bulky right. cop, uh, the one that we always we always assume that has been a uh, he was a superhero. superhero. He was superhero, and in fact, is the oldest man alive. <laughs> what? Uh, Who's this? I think we got somebody in there. Let's see. Yeah, he's now blocked. Um, we just had we had somebody jump that wasn't on. Me. No, I know that was no. Me. That was a baritone. What the heck was that? There was uh, someone uh, logged in, and now they've hung up. I mean, people can just randomly. Uh... Well, I've got it. Uh, anybody who's on right now, just if you if you want to jump in and you can be cordial about it, you're you're able to uh, raise your hand and and <laughs> say whatever say whatever you like. We we hope that people will honor that and not. Uh, not do what uh, <laughs> just did, which was uh, decide to have a little mini, mini Tourette's thing and then then leave. So oh, okay, yeah. that was bizarre. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, the main character in Power. Oh yeah, that uh, you know Walker had gone through. Uh, you know they've established this long superhero career for him, and then uh, which kind of undercut like what made that series originally so fresh. To people, the idea of the of the cops, uh, whose job it was to keep tabs on the superpowers, and and you know and he had been the former, he kind of got like an, an analog to Green Lantern powers at one point, and uh, and then it just it seems like for whatever reason, and I see, I think we've missed it. He's got a new partner, and um, he's determined, bound, determined not to use. These are all changes in Volume 2, or these are things that happened in the original series? This is what's happening now in the relaunch, is there's something that's missing. He's got a new partner, which, when you get through Volume, if you want to, for lack of a better phrase, calling it Volume, volume 1, one um, uh, sort of you, you understand why that arcs through and why he would have a new partner in this new, new uh, uh, relaunch of it. Um, but I, I'm somehow missing something as to why he is bound to determine not to use the shows the alien weaponry uh, that he has. Okay. Um, and so it is back down to the idea of superpowers out of control. You need you need tough cops to kind of hold it down, keep things tamped down. And, of course, it always is sort of tied into his history uh, as well. So there's sort of a, an analog to the invaders showing up in this, too. Um, so you've been reading this since the relaunch? Or all been, I've been reading it all along. Um, you know, so because once, once upon a time, we got quoted on the cover. Uh, <laughs> that's not why I read it. I've enjoyed, nice. I've enjoyed the series all along, and I'm looking forward to the TV show too. But uh, so it's out there, and, and uh, it's always weird to me because Bendis, Brian Michael Bendis, the writer there, is you know obviously very popular. Writes Spider-Man and Powers, so it's just a little, you know, like just a little people bit. People are, are really yeah. in, it's people on the internet seem to be into Powers. You know, but that's why you can respect somebody like Bendis. He's kept this series going. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a commitment beyond just making the bucks, and he's an artist. Yeah. And he's a good artist on top of that. There's yeah. plenty of bad artists who have a lot of commitment. Yeah. 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 
So he's a writer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, he is an artist too. Actually, he used to draw his own stuff. But writers are artists. Yes, I know. But you know, I don't want to confuse when we're talking about. You're a writer. Artists. Yes, you're an artist. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm so tortured. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so and uh, here's what: Did you read? Did you get Batman and Robin this week? Yes, I did. The Return of Bruce Wayne begins here. Yes, I did. Subtitle title of the of the issue: Batman versus Robin. Yep. Did you did you read it? I did. What'd you think? Uh, I'm glad I've been reading this book all along. Good, because I thought that issue blew me away. It was like Grant Morrison starting to go completely nuts, but we've been here all along. I can follow him. I can understand. Yeah. Oh, thank heavens. I, I I thought that was a payoff for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole uh, Manchurian Candidate thing was like wow. And an artist I wasn't familiar with. Have you ever seen the work of this guy Andy Clark before? No, uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. like you were gonna no, I, I was gonna, I was going to say it was. I mean, it was really good. I mean, yeah, I, I really like his work. And it, I, it's, it's like everybody on that book is kind of like quietly, but not quietly, quietly. Yes, but um, not exactly. Yeah. Not exactly. And I would also say I think all like all the reasons to say like Michael Goodson. Who I don't know why he hasn't called in. And and had a little Tourette syndrome and logged off. Uh, <laughs> it, um, all all the things that Michael doesn't like about Quietly are absent from these other artists. Uh-huh. So it's it, to me a little cleaner and leaner. And the thing I thought was interesting about this guy uh, Andy Clark is uh, Talia looked more mature, like a mom. Yeah, an evil mom. Yeah, but <laughs> like. Wow, she's old enough to be a mom. It was great to see the the conflict between Damien and Talia too. Yeah, yeah. But this the whole thing about all the family portraits, and suddenly I'm afraid that this storyline is going to devolve into a rousing rendition of "I'm my own grandpa." But <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but all the, you know, the commit- and a secret bat cave. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, a secret <laughs> that. That Grant Morrison is writing a Batman that it's not going to sit well with some people, especially in terms of filmically, where Christopher Nolan is making this so um, realistic, and 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 Grant Morrison just keeps, and he has to because well he killed him through you know <laughs> has to keep throwing in these science fiction fantasy elements, the real putting the super into the superhero of Batman, and absolutely, and I thought. But you're right, the, the Damien versus Talia conflict, and the fact that almost just like this actual big brother, little brother, real relationship between Dick Grayson and Damien. The right. characterization is suddenly snuck up after a couple of issues, this wild, like, explaining who whose corpse it was that was reanimated by Necron in Blackest Night. Right. In that unseen scene from Final Crisis. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, this is... Right now, I'm loving it, but DC continuity has to be so impenetrable to anybody who's no, <laughs> just no. trying to jump in. Now, I've been very happy. This is like there are a few books that I put right on the top of the stack when I get them home, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah, it's it's just it's a, and I I would say that it's still it's not impenetrable. This story, the story itself, is good. Understanding all the relevances of the story yeah. is, is that, I'm sorry, that's what I mean, is, is knowing that I feel like Grant Morrison planted these seeds well over a year ago. And we haven't had this good a characterization of Alfred in quite a while either. Alfred's badass. 
Alfred is hot. I mean, this Alf- is the Michael Caine Alfred. This is you know not the Michael Goff, the Michael Caine Alfred. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And um, having him sit in the car and talking and, and looking at the cabin yeah. warm up. Uh, <laughs> right. So you have that to look forward to, Stephanie. We're recommending that one. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to buy it when I get. Oh, back oh, on. you haven't. Oh, oh, that's a shame. Uh, Tim Fisher I says, know. thanks for the chatter, guys. Good night. He's taken off. So. Oh, okay. Well, he can, he can catch up later. I don't know who he is, though. That's really I, cool that we... You know, we've, the talk show is just open, so if you're looking for a radio program to listen to, oh, you can just okay. go there and see, uh, this see is, what's on. This new experiment with talk show, uh, you know, it's it's weird to me. So to those listening to this uh, in a postscript, I'm sorry that I'm I'm so flummoxed by this modern technology. So this is on that thing called a computer, that magic that's, talking that's, box? Yeah, the magic, uh, the box that you watch DVDs on. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm, okay. <laughs> so, um, did you, have you been picking up, I, oh, one thing we didn't talk about last week, we were talking about First Wave, right? But we didn't talk about the Blackhawks. Uh, yes. I was realized realized that later that that we left that out they that, that kind of dropped the Blackhawks in as they thought they were following the villains and they're the Blackhawks and that was a nice setup and it look it looks like the, again the, for those catching up first wave is the DC book by Brian Azzarello and uh, Rags Morales which is bringing kind of all the Street and Smith um, pulp characters into a a shared continuity with a new version of Batman and and then. And then Doc like, Savage and uh, the well, Avenger. Doc Savage, the Street Smith, Doc Savage, the Avenger, the Spirit, uh, the Blackhawks, Rima, the Bird Girl. Still, my favorite thing that they're put in <laughs> Rima, the Bird Girl, uh, and uh, and the we'll promise a new version of Black Canary as well. But yeah, yeah it, it's kind of it, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, to that. I, I picked up this thing, um, and I can't remember if I talked about it because I. Uh, you know, Boom Studios still, and no one has adequately explained what's going to happen to Boom Studios now that Disney owns Marvel. As far as all the books that uh, Boom Studios has been publishing, all the Pixar books, is somebody, somebody new coming in? You Hang on just a second. I, I just want to, we have a new caller from S. California. Is that who I think it is? <laughs> it depends on what, who you think it is. Michelle Saman. There we go. Oh my there God! You guys. This is your. No. What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Life? Oh my gosh, dude! So glad you could make it. Oh, jeez, oh, I'm. We're in intermission right now. I'm. Uh, I'm uh, in Los Angeles watching uh, Just Imagine. It's the story of, uh, I guess, John Lennon. Really great show. But yeah, please don't let me stop you guys. You were talking about. Boom Studios and whatnot. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Boom Studios <laughs> is really trying to churn out as much Disney product as they possibly can, and they were reprinting Walt Disney comics and stories, and then split out of there uh, the Wizards of Mickey or Mickey the Wizard, like you know, uh, a, a separate book with Mickey Mouse and kind of a, a sword and sword, not a sword and sorcery. That that seems a little it's too a violent. Period. But kind of sword. But like a yeah, a Lord of the Rings thing, um, and then they. Split, spun off superheroes. Now I've been a long, long, long time fan of Super Goof, and if someone could give me an uh, a Super Goof omnibus, I I would be, <laughs> I would be like a pig in slop. Uh, that that is just because I bought as many issues of those as I could as a kid. What powers does Super Goof have? He's Superman, but he's goofy. Okay, wearing red <laughs> flannel underwear and his hat, and no one recognizes that he's still wearing that goofy little cap. And there's only one person that looks like Goofy in the whole. And don't in, say it's me. 
What? Do not say it's me. No, 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 no. no. I'm actually saying Goofy. I'm saying in Duckburg, Goofy stands alone looking like Goofy, and then there's a superhero who's Super Goof, and that's part of the joke is no one knows that Goofy and Super Goof are the same person. Um, Which, of course, is a play on the whole Clark Kent and Superman. But he doesn't even have glasses to disguise himself. He uh, he eats super-powered peanuts called Super Goobers that he throws in his (laughs) backyard. And he keeps in his cap. So when he runs out of power, so it's like a Captain Marvel thing as well, or underdog thing, he takes the cap off, pops a peanut, doesn't even shell it. He eats it shell and all, and then gets the superpowers. You've got to have the fiber. Yeah, well, that's how I eat my peanuts, too, because where else are you going to get the salt? Uh, So... Anyway, um, so Super Goof's in this, and, and they have so they have Disney's Hero Squadron. They spun off this two. I bought these two issues for my son because he's really you know into comics and and uh, uh, or at least the comics I give him. But I gotta say, it's I was really excited that Super Goof had a whole team around him, and I found this the most confusing. And and the, I'm a man who reads Grant Morrison. And understands right. Grant Morrison, and I found the continuity of this thing coming into this storyline completely, completely confusing. Now, apparently, this week there was a trade paperback collecting from the very beginning from the Walt Disney Comics and Stories, but it had sold out by the time I got to Elusive. So, um, but there's all. But if you if you were creating a Disney superhero group, are we recording? Are you? Do we have some kind of glitch? Right. If you were creating a Disney superhero group. Which characters would you throw in there? Disney superhero Stitch. group? Yeah. Stitch. Oh, you would have Stitch. But Stitch, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Michelle yeah, believes he's Stitch. I don't know if anyone is aware of that. We've never really delved into that here before. But um, He's the blue killing machine. What are you talking about? Yeah. And he's the Wolverine of the DC universe. But it's actually Duckbird characters. It's Duckbird characters. So there's a Donald and Daisy oh, are in there. Okay. Mickey Mouse is there without having a superpower. Um, Just to pause a little bit when Michelle's talking, because he's got a little bit of lag, I can tell. So. <laughs> and what about the, the phone connection? The phone has that, a little connection. Oh, okay, I thought it was Michelle. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I haven't been able to rip into him live in so long. Uh, <laughs> oh, you wish, my friend, you That's wish. That's how you know I still love you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... Oh, it's good to be back. They have a whole bunch of characters. Like, there's an Iron Goose, um, or like there's an Iron Man analog. There's a character called the Red Bat who doesn't wear red, and the Phantom Blot actually mentions that. Like, this guy character is so dumb he doesn't even know he's not. His costume has no red on it. But there's no explanation for that. What about the the uh, what was the Darkwing Duck? No, Darkwing <laughs> Duck is not part of it. Oh, so there's a nut, so there's a there's a bunch of ducks running around in superpowers. They've not adequate uh, in costumes. They haven't adequately explained. There's one that has like some kind of shamrock-based luck power, which I'm think I think there was one uh, an old Duckbird character. I'm just saying, if you were a kid or you're a parent and you walk in and you bought this, going, "Oh, my son, lo- you know, my kid loves superheroes right. and he loves Disney. This should be safe." Yeah, it is safe. There's it's nothing confusing. offensive about the book. It's just confusing because you don't know who anybody is. Well, it's funny because the Disney books I remember them as being very text-heavy. There's a yeah. lot of dialogue in there. You There's spend, still a lot you of dialogue. Minutes on a page just reading through what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of dialogue. It's just, I just don't know who any of the characters are. And I've gone through two issues of this thing and no and read no recaps. And then there's an original. Then they repeat, reprint in the back two parter the original Supergoof story, the origin of Supergoof, and that was kind of a joy. Except to realize, my God, that was written in like 1967. And Does he come really from racist. another planet? No, no, he just magically grew he these. He found peanuts. the beans. 
He just grew these Jeez. magic peanuts. So um, I'm 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 gonna withhold judgment until I actually get a chance to look at this trade paperback and catch up on the whole thing. But um, yeah, I'm 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 not so super pleased with that one, and I'm just I'm sad to You're not that. super pleased I'm with not. the superheroes. <laughs> Ouch! I, I hope you're proud. Okay. Um, so let's talk uh, movies, shall we? Let's. What does Michelle know? You're done in L.A. Come on, with with Stephanie oh. as well. I just watched Alice in Wonderland in 3D IMAX last night. How was oh. IMAX? Uh, it doesn't. I don't know. I'm. I'm honestly. Um, geez, I was just telling somebody today. I'm really not getting into this whole everything in 3D business. This this 3D thing is is really starting to actually annoy me. Because, You're starting to get a little tired of it. What? You're starting to get a little tired of it. I'm getting tired of it because it's like there there really isn't much difference. I mean, it it actually gives me a headache. The the glasses are usually too small. You go to one theater and the glasses are small. You go to another theater, the glasses are big and they're kind of like dented and whatnot. I, I'm You're just talking like, like the 3D Goldilocks. It's it's yeah I guess, but <laughs> it's like. You know, I'm I'm really getting I'm kind of getting tired of everything being in 3D, and honestly, there isn't much to it. I mean, it doesn't make that much of a difference. I saw Avatar in 3D; that was great because it seemed like everything was really in depth. But everything else, it's just like it's just like putting on the blue and red glasses again and just kind of looking at pages. Going, huh? That's kind of interesting. You've seen it once, you've seen it twice, and then okay, that's it. Get over it. Let's go to the next thing. And you that's paid three bucks extra, so that was. And you know. pay, yeah, and it's like over here. Uh, I had to go to you know being in IMAX and everything. It's like twenty bucks to go to the movies. Uh, not yeah. any different than Japan, but I mean, it's still in Japan, you're paying twenty five dollars or twenty eight dollars to go to see a movie. Right, which you mentioned, by the way, for those who do not know who Michelle is, uh, Michelle was for a long time our Asian bureau chief uh, living in Japan, and now he's moved to Los Angeles. Are you, are you saying this is a permanent basis, or are you just checking um, LA per- out? As, as, as permanent as jobs will get me here. I, hmm, that doesn't make sense. But yes, as, as long as I got a job, as long as I can pay the bills, I will be here as long as I'm still doing what I'm doing. I will be in Los Angeles for a while. I still have my uh, home base in Japan, but for now, I'll be here at least for the next nine months. So, and what part of LA? Uh, I'm in Northern Hollywood right now. Oh, cool! Actually, I'm like between all the three major studios. I'm between the Universal, NBC, uh, ABC slash Disney, and of course, uh, what is it? Warner Brothers. I'm like right smack dab in the middle of. I'm in the middle. So you can of hit. Everything. You can hit any number of craft food wagons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, all I have to do is go outside and like stand in front of uh, one of those, you know, portable, uh, portable uh, cafes, and I'll see somebody famous. Put a little costume a, on, walk around. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I I was debating on whether or not I should put on my uh, my my costume that Derek hates so much, and you know, you know, get some. Which attention. one is that? Is that the French maid outfit? Yeah, well, no, the anime made there's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I we should also point out that Michal is uh, also in Star Wars continuity. Uh, what is your yeah. character in the Dark Horse comic? <laughs> General <laughs> Michal? It. It, no, it's Captain Michal. M-E-E-S-H-A-L. They haven't promoted you yet? You know what? They haven't promoted me, but I am thankful that they haven't killed me off because apparently my boss is a Sith Lord who is like a real badass. So I'm really You're happy in Legacy, that they haven't. Right? I am Star- I'm in Star Wars Legacy. That's right. And uh, 
I, I don't know. Um, I can't talk about much things, but uh, many things right now. But um, if uh, for those of you who don't know, this year does mark the 30th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, and there is going to be Celebration 5 going on in Florida this year. And you'll be uh, attending because you're also a member of... The 501st Legion. The 501st Legion. Yeah. Yes. yes. So uh, it, 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 it's, it's great. It's, um, it's a great organization. We do a lot of really cool stuff. So A lot of charity um, work. A lot of charity work and a lot of non-charity work, which basically means, you know, the fun stuff. What I mean yeah. by non-charity work, just the fun stuff, you know, convention goers. And if you see a stormtrooper at a convention, most likely they're a 501st Legion member. Where do we see? We saw 501st at, uh, they had a booth at Comic-Con, but didn't they have one at WonderCon? Yeah, they always have a booth at WonderCon as well. They always have a booth. That's part of the Golden Gate Garrison. I'm part of the Saudi Arabian Outpost. Long story. Hmm. Oh, well. (laughs) Aren't you you actually the Saudi Arabian Outpost? I am the Saudi Arabian Outpost. (laughs) That's what I thought. I am. Well, we did have two members, but um, the other member kind of said, no, not for me. I'm going to go. And I said, but honey, please, I need a member. No. <laughs> Your wife just like, wouldn't put the armor on anymore? Yes, my wife just was like, you know what, you're kind of going a little in places where I really don't want to go right now, so, you know, I just want to hang up my suit and let it melt. Okay, well, all right, well, say hello to Nomi I, for me. I, I, w- I will, I will, definitely. I'm definitely not going to let her hear this because she will kick my rear. But, <laughs> You know, you know you're married to a Japanese woman who knows karate better than you when you're scared to death of her. But well, okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if you need the martial arts there. I, I know. We're all scared to death of our wives. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. It is so great to hear you guys. I keep listening to you guys when I'm away. And, you know, I keep downloading everything. And Wow, you guys are doing so great. I'm so happy to be back, and I'm so happy to hear you guys are still on the air. This is amazing. How? What episode is this? This will be 174. Five or six, I think. Yeah, I'm not Jeez, sure. Isn't that just amazing? God, you guys get it. You guys better pat yourself on the back for that one. This is great. I, I, Thanks. Well, we do it all for you, uh, Michelle. It's all you for you. Absolutely. <laughs> so comfortable. Oh, and- really? No, just kidding. Okay. No, uh, I mean this. This is the best. This is the best source of information. You know, I can I can sit down and listen to one of these podcasts and then go back and talk as if I actually know something. And actually, on my video blog, Derek. I did give a shout-out to the great Zorlak. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yes, I, just, I, I just, did. I did, and I said that you would kick my butt if I misquoted you, so I didn't oh, quote you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't think I could. Um, but, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll see you sometime in the near future, and I'll, I'll try to remember that I, that I want to. Um, so uh-huh. <laughs> let's talk anyway, movie, yes. movie news. We, we do not yet have a Captain America, but I don't know if Rick knows this. We have a Red Skull. Oh, is it Dwight Schrute? Nope. No? It is Hugo Weaving. Oh! Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Stephanie's got something. What is that? What? Oh, no. I just said Agent Smith. (laughs) Agent Agent Smith. Smith. Absolutely. And uh, he was just in The Wolfman, directed by Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston is the director of Captain America, so it makes perfect sense. 
uh, he's becoming a go-to professional villain, uh, Hugo Weaving, and um, a far cry from that role in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, where he was once smashed <laughs> drag queen uh, as a young man. But uh, So we have a risk. We still do not know who Captain America is going to be, except a new name showed up as a frontrunner this Who's week. Who's it this week? Chris Evans, who Who's? was Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four oh. movies. Who's actually... What? No, no, no. no. Now, Rick is giving a... It's, it's like Rick just ate a bad pomegranate right now. His face just went that fell. And the thing is, stained. Chris Evans is in The Losers coming up, and okay. apparently, and he's actually kind of he looked okay in The Losers. Yeah, and he's kind of making himself into a, more of a character actor, and it could be an interesting choice. Okay, so there's no there's no guarantee. They still haven't said that they've narrowed it down to one. We do know that John Krasinski is no longer in the running. Okay, uh, I he Facebooked that that he was not. <laughs> Dane Cook Facebooked, and apparently Dane Cook had auditioned, which I hope right now Lon listens to that and, and a vein in his forehead just bursts because he hates <laughs> Dane Cook almost as much as I hate Matthew McConaughey. So, well, Dane Cook auditioned, but he's not right. But he, but on, but Dane Cook went on his Facebook page and oh, said, okay. "I'm not going to be Captain America." Okay. Uh, um, you know. Sorry to interrupt you guys. Who's the guy who's in Clash of the Titans? Sam Worthington. And Why is he Captain America? Because he can't do an American accent to save his life. Uh, what? And in fact, he just signed this. Uh, now, Rick might find this interesting. He just signed to play Dan Dare. Pilot of the Future in a big screen adaptation of the classic British comic. That'd be cool if they do like fifties period kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, he's you know he's got charisma uh, and uh, you know he's got the look. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you that, uh, Michelle. But really, if uh, you know if you really pay attention, watching um, Terminator Salvation, he the Australian mm-hmm. accent slips through, and maybe that's a that's a function of really bad uh, director not. Really catching that, but um, yeah, yeah. but he's got an Australian accent that just he he just can't shake. So um, and and it's it's pretty thick. So you know we'll see we'll hear how he is in Clash of the Titans. You know I don't know. Um, so uh, Christopher Nolan also gave a big interview to the Los Angeles Times this week about his uh, plans for Batman Three and uh, his work on Superman. And so what we know now is he says Batman Three is going to Finish it. Um, finish the Batman well, series. Finish the Batman series, said because it can't go on forever, uh, and he's going to give a definite ending. So it's kind of interesting because it's sort of against what we thought uh, Warner Brothers wanted to do to make everything reestablish his characters and build them together into a Justice League kind of thing. Yeah, um, and even Superman, the same thing. He was going to envisioning Superman as the only hero in his world. So oh. kind of keeping them as separate universes, now it's possible that Warner might step in and say, um, Hopefully. we would like you to not make them alone. Yeah, but let's see, at the end of the Superman movie, Batman comes in the door and says, I want to talk to you about a group. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Um, you know, so uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're getting the band together. Um, so... Yeah, there's nothing, still nothing more really to report on that other than, than that's what he was saying. And, and then, the, you know, it begs the question now. There's also some like, continuity confusion with, uh, I think we mentioned this, you know, with the Iron Man 2 trailer came out this week. Stephanie, did you see the Iron Man 2 trailer? Yes, I did. Rick, did you see yeah, the Iron Man 2 trailer? Oh, yeah, and and Justin saw it too, and the only th- his comment was, portable Iron Man suit. It was an awesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which, that was cool. Then is con- oh, travel size, which awesome. is confusing people with continuity because Iron Man Two apparently takes place before 
The Incredible Hulk. And uh, so, you know, there will be, like, someday there will be, like, this DVD collection of Marvel films where it will be in order of how it actually happens. Uh, <laughs> there's no real footnotes for this. Like, where does the Captain America movie fit? Where is Thor supposed to fit? Um, and where will uh, the Avengers film fit? No one's quite quite sure how that's all going to and it will that turn? This uh, it's been a fear suddenly this week in the fan press, which of course is good at at flaming fears for no for no sure. apparent reason because they're bored and they got to put something on the blog. Is can the average film goer handle continuity as convoluted as comics continuity normally is? Oh, it's just uh, another day at the uh, uh, the Marvel crossovers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, this first time someone someone's really tried it on film, so. You know, we'll yeah. see. Wow. And uh, anything else in the Iron Man 2 trailer besides the, wow, portable Iron Man armor? The I liked the fact that uh, that Tony was uh, having the uh, hot girl use his gauntlet. That was cool. That's, <laughs> that's right up there with, like, let me help you with the, my te- your tennis swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I and, don't know. Nothing beats, nothing beats the first trailer. You complete me. Team. That was yeah. just yeah, yeah, that yeah. was just awesome. Cool. Well, I like facing down, like down Samuel Jackson. Like, Narcissist oh, agreed. Oh, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or talking oh. to Pepper and saying, "I want one." Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys all see the Tron Legacy trailer? No. Yes, yes, yes. That is so awesome. Oh my god, that was so amazing. I love that. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did Michelle actually turn into a little girl? He, Michelle turned into a little girl right there. That was amazing. But I've got to be fair. You know, uh, we were just talking about the 3D thing uh, with Michelle up top. And uh, did you see the trailer before Alice in Wonderland? Yes, I did. That I would not mind seeing in 3D. That was exactly what Mario and I were sitting there, and Mario was saying, was, we were going to poo-pooing, going, you know, there's just nothing where you want to go into that environment. And then the Tron Legacy trailer came on in 3D, and he went, we'll pay 20 bucks for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, now, I, I have nothing against 3D, but not every single movie coming out in 3D. That's kind of ridiculous. But Tron in 3D, that would be awesome, because everything oh, yeah. is CG. Everything is CG, and they can give such a depth. I mean, I was just watching that trailer, and that was just amazing, just just seeing that big, like, the big red crusher thing that always comes and stomps on everything. You know, just seeing yeah. that was just like... That now, was have almost, you, have that you was seen almost the, like me watching a Star Destroyer coming right down the top <laughs> of the screen. You know, that was just like, wow. Sorry I have to go to Star Wars on that, but that was just like, that was even better than that. I was just getting goosebumps. Uh, is Jeff Bridges in this Jeff one? Bridges is in it. Did yes. they show him in the trailer? He, they did. And, uh, you know, the plot basically is this is almost like Heart of Darkness. Is that basically his. So Bruce Boxleitner is in it. Bruce Boxleitner um, hands, tosses keys at um, the son. Garrett Headland is the lead, is the son of Jeff Bridges' character, Flynn, and gives him the keys to Flynn's arcade because he says, We've received a phone call from Flynn's arcade. And he says, Big deal. And he says, No. That line's been disconnected for 20 years. Over 20 years, yeah. Oh. And so he goes in, and then as you see, like, the Tron machine lights up, the game lights up, and then it goes in and does this. Um, but, Michelle, have you seen that uh, the pictures in Disney World, they've reskinned the monorails to be light cycles? Yeah, it's a Tron-a-rail. No, Tron-a-rail. I haven't seen it. I'm supposed That's to it. actually... 
surprising that you say that. I'm actually supposed to go to Disneyland tomorrow. I think it's actually in the, the Florida. It's, it's only in Florida. Florida. It's only in Florida I right now. Seen it. No, I haven't. No, no you got to look that up. It's, 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 it's both dumb and cool at the same time. <laughs> I mean, anything that I'm really excited for this year, it really is the Tron movie. Because uh, we've been seeing it for the last two years at Comic-Con. I think it was two years ago where they, where they showed it at the end of one of the... At the yeah. end of one of the, the panels, and everybody was like, "Whoa, this is kind of cool." And now it's finally okay. This is really going to happen, and yeah. it's, it's it's just amazing. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but when one of the yellow programs came up came up from the elevators, one of them looked like a really young Jeff Bridges. Oh yes, well that's we know that that's one of the plots is that is that Jeff Bridges has is completely living in the cyber world and he still has Clue C L U his program from the first one right. has right. not aged. Oh wow! Okay, there you the go. The first trailer that was actually that was when the first trailer was they did a fight uh, after the light cycle race is that Clue comes and kills the other program, and nice. then and then the older Jeff Bridges looks down in approval and yeah that was a that was a big. Um, and actually, you know, that, I mean, it was amazing. That was like two years ago. That was the proof of concept thing that they snuck, and now that's really become the uh, the plot the of, of the film. It. Is that some? Is that some, for some reason Flynn is just going crazy in the cyberverse? And, I mean, uh, I think it's really cool that that a movie like this, something that has been what twenty, twenty three, twenty four years ago. This came movie out in nineteen eighty two, so twenty eight years ago. Yeah, twenty eight years ago, and it's finally coming back to life, and people are just so excited about it. Even Not me, only that, I'm like, doing it, they're going to do a TV series. It's like. Uh, oh, CG series, that's kind of, eh, I don't no, know about CG, the CG series. No, a CG children's series on Disney XD, just adventures of the of the hero Tron himself, like what's mm. been going on. And then... Uh, they like reboot. Yeah, and then they're planning, you know, and then they're, they, Disney's already committed to saying, you know, this guy, we're ready to do a, tr- a trilogy. Well, so. it's funny because in the original movie was done when we were starting to see how computer graphics could be used in movies, but they didn't really use them at all. It was all optical effects and mm-hmm. light reflective tape and things like that. So now we're actually in a movie-making industry where this stuff is commonplace and we're doing, we're doing the real thing uh, as, far as, as far as envisioning creating this, Tron, this virtual Tron world in computer for doing yeah. all the special effects. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a great time to be alive and a geek, uh, and of course, it's starring new Oscar winner Jeff Bridges. Yep. So, uh, Rick just wanted to brag a little that you called the Oscars correctly last week. I, I did. You you actually called best director. I did. I I, list, I re-listened to our uh, our conversation and basically we ran it down. I said I didn't think Avatar was going to get it because the Oscars don't give it to things; they give it to people. And I thought mm-hmm. uh, I thought Avatar was more of a thing than well, and yet the computer-generated film won Best Cinematography. So um, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> they got to throw them. Hello. It was an odd one to to throw them, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, yep, that's really all to say. Anything television-wise, we've already t- covered uh, Lost. Lost. Did you notice that the Red Lantern made it onto Big Bang Theory this week? I did. Yes, I saw that. I loved that episode. <laughs> Uh, so there's nothing more to say about that except that I, I like that they're going to just slowly go. They're going to go through the whole spectrum with Sheldon. He's going to wear all those shirts. I know it. Yep. Although I really thought that they should have had him wearing the orange orange lantern shirt for one. Oh, thing, because of the greedy. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, and yeah, so I, I don't really have much television news except beyond this. I read this week that we are going to get a crossover, uh, a, a, if you will, a platform crossover. Uh, that uh, because of the popularity of of the Wii and Doctor Who with British children, we are going to get what? our first Doctor Who Wii game being what? developed. Yes, a, a Wii Doctor game. Wii game. Yes, with Matt. A, we, they said it's going to be based on Matt Smith, but uh, so the eleventh Doctor. But uh, I can't tell you anything more than this at that at this point. You have to have a Wii Fit. And oh, you have to run a lot. You have to run a lot. Oh. Oh, Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We don't know. We don't really know. Do you have a Wii? Do you have a Wii, Stephanie? Uh, my brother does. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I would like to cut to a weeping younger brother going. Where's my Wii? (laughs) Actually, I can't beat him up. He's taller than me. (laughs) Oh dear. But you're, you're sneakier. I can only I imagine what 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 are you supposed to do with the Wii, you know, in a Doctor Who setting? Well, you've got your your Wii stick is obviously your sonic screwdriver. I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, there are many awesome things could be done. Come on, uh, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you can still do regular, you know, just. Yeah, who knows? Because my my daughter got upset a week ago, telling me or two weeks ago that. You know, she's a she's a, a good consumer. She told me that you know the movie games are never as good as the movie. Kind of true. She's learned that lesson too young, yeah. cynically, at the age of ten to say no, no. I think that's going to save her a lot of money. Oh yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But uh, because her younger brother had bought uh, the Wally video game, and she said that was a waste of money. Yeah. But you know, he's five. He's enjoying just making Wally go around to the junkyard. That he doesn't need to. But then again, a lot of video games are better than movies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll grant you again as I've replayed Arkham Asylum. Has you know, even as much as I've enjoyed Batman Begins and Dark Knight, <laughs> Arkham Asylum kicks butt over those. You know, so yeah, yeah. 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 So there you go. I, I got no other TV news. We're really, at the end we? of our list. We're at the end of anything else. Anybody wants to throw in geek wise? Uh, flash forward. Anything on flash forward? Oh. Flash forward's coming back. Uh, as I well know. As I love that show. Um. So Flash Forward's coming back with all new showrunners. Uh so hopefully we'll we'll know that. V is coming back, uh which there were a lot of uh ads during the Oscars. There's a new showrunner on V who also said, and I love this quote, um, I watched the first four episodes of V and I can't tell you what the show is about. So our mandate is to let you understand what the show what's actually going on. Um hmm. okay. Hmm. Hmm. Uh so we'll I see. Know what- all about. I just don't know if I really dig the whole ending to that last episode. Yeah, yeah. That, so. that was just like uh that was kind of like opening a whole bag of a whole bag of worms too soon. I think. I yeah, don't know. There were only there were only four episodes three through, and then it's like already like, huh? This kind of looks like Stargate to me. Oh, okay. That's an interesting comparison. So we'll see. I think both those shows are coming back at the end of March. So yeah. uh, we'll know. Um, We'll be no soon enough, and maybe we'll have you call in, uh, and we'll talk once they come back. What do you think? Oh, I think this is great. This is. We'll I catch mean, up. I was gonna. I was gonna ask the next question was, uh, are, are you guys gonna keep this whole call in thing? Because you Rick know, Rick would love I, to. I, 
Well, we'll I would, be, we'll be, I would, I would we'll love doing more I'm up to San Jose, but I mean. Well, no, you know, the thing is, we we do have uh, we do have access at the store to the internet, so we could sit around and have the conversation and still record through this and have call yep. in. So, you know, this, these are sort of our beta testing of the concept, and uh, and yeah, we're gonna this will open things up for a lot more guests too, uh, not just people that want to swear come in and say, swear at us and tell us we're full of crap, which we know that if you're you know <laughs> that guy that came in, hey. We know we're full of crap, but you listened. So, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> somebody actually, did somebody actually call in and say that? Oh, you, yeah. we had somebody drop in for yeah. to troll a little bit. And we, got a, we got a troll. So, I mean, that's, the, you know. Oh, we, come on. Was it Goodson? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Goodson. No, he was. Sorry, right, Michael. I miss you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I miss you. Well, hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully you'll come I've back. I've been away uh, for so long. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe you'll take a trip up in the Bay Area, or we'll get down to L.A. We'll see. So, uh, I, I got nothing else. Well, if I, I'm sure if you're still down in SoCal when uh, it comes time for Comic-Con. Comic-Con, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Buddy, come on. I'm, I'm kind of hoping on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll this see is how the first that goes. Time I'm, this is the first time I'm not going to spend an arm and a leg just to get over here. Oh, true. So yeah, we'll well, uh, we'll we'll talk about that privately. Just shoot me an email. We'll figure out what's going on. We haven't done registration on that yet for press. So uh, hotel okay. rooms open uh, this week. This week. Maybe we shouldn't tell people that. Shh. Yeah. No. Oh. We want okay. the best hotel. Um, yeah, if okay. I'm lucky, maybe I get professional. But that's wishful thinking. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to choose. They don't like you to do both press and professional. I've been that down that route because. Oh, actually, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's anyway. That's all right. Anyway, um, so uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. If you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write into editor at FanboyPlanet.com. Stephanie, can you say goodbye? Oh, bye, guys, from UCLA. Bye. <laughs> that was Stephanie Rodriguez. What? Now? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the more education that girl gets. <laughs> Hey. And, hey, and of course, uh, our other guest commentary, Asian Bureau Chief, who can't see me point my finger at him. Wow. That may be Japanese, but it was all Greek to me. And, was that a Jawa? No, no, that was not a Jawa. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that crafty George Lucas. Anyway, and I'm oh, Rick Westheider, hey. oh, inviting wrong. everybody out there to use your powers only for good. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're not saying anything. <laughs> And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Use your powers only for good. Terrific. Wait, well, what, what wait I Michelle, pose? hello? Yes, yes. Okay, you don't know me, but I know one of your friends. Um, do you know Connor Hanratty? 
Oh my God, he's doing the he's doing the Shakespeare play. I was supposed to be there. Yeah, tonight. Um, I'm at, he, I'm at, he's, he's my imagine. TA. Oh, your TA? Serious? He he's my TA because I'm a theater major and he's a second year directing he's, major. He's a directing right? major, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, supposed to go yeah. to a show tonight or tomorrow, but I I couldn't I couldn't make it because I went to a show yesterday and I went to a show today. And I'm trying to go to a show tomorrow because he was my he was the sound guy on the Cherry Orchard and a couple of other shows that I was in in mm-hmm. Tokyo. So yeah, yeah, that, I was wow. actually talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really? actually sold out, so you should come. Like, you have really, to come now, really good. Uh, it, Michelle, brilliant. because this is still going out live, and uh, they might hear, he might hear it. What? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, wow. We're still, oh, no, we're no. still live. Where's I, the recording on TalkShoe, and then oh. Rick is going to edit this we, part oh my out. God. Oh, 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 my goodness. Out. <laughs> oh, no, Stephanie, if you can, get me on Facebook, please. I need, uh, you know, it would be great to meet you down here. Are you going to go to the show tomorrow? Oh, wait, wait, we're live. Okay, quiet. Yeah, I live here. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you guys can know, find each other Derek, on Facebook Derek. through friend, friends of friends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. De- Derek will probably put this in as like, oh, I got something on you, you Adam. <laughs> oh, shoot, it's live, isn't it? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michelle, how I miss you. All right. Oh, I miss you too, guys. Stephanie, let me get your digits sometimes, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll go that. <laughs> oh wow, that's so you see this is such a small world. Everybody knows It is. Everybody knows me. Well, how'd you connect it to me then? Um Wow, okay, uh, this is that... off topic. It's okay. still live, isn't it? Damn it <laughs> I saw I saw that Connor added you as his friend on Facebook and also became a fan of your friend or a, fa- a fan of your page and then I recognized your name from the Fanboy Planet website basically. And I was like, wow. "Hey, that's wow. so weird. Yeah. Do you see how I connect everybody to each other and everybody gets connected? <laughs> or maybe, maybe I'm planet. the connection, Michelle. Yeah, but I think I have more friends than you, okay? Oh, wait a minute. This is still <laughs> live, isn't it? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the six degrees. Oh, God. Uh, it's two degrees with me. You can't, you can't even start to imagine the stuff that's been happening to me since I've been in L.A. This is great. It's awesome. It's great being back. It's great being back on the show. Well, being on the show at least once a year. Now it's twice a year. Okay, sweet. Stephanie, it was really great meeting you. I really got to go back into the show right now. This, uh, this show, they're kind of, my, my party's kind of looking up, and they're going, are you coming, or should uh, we just okay. your seat? All right. Uh, go, go, go. We'll, 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 anyway. we'll all hang <laughs> all right. up at once, right? One, hey guys. Two, two, three. Did you hang up? Are we hanging?